Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Redlands campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Hey, uh, let's pray as we begin this morning. Father God, I want to thank you so much uh, that you are here, that we do not need to invite you into this place. God, I thank you that you are big, that you are powerful, that you are sovereign, and that you are personal. And God, I just pray this morning that um, we would turn this refurbished basketball court into a mountaintop, that we would find ourselves in a place this morning where we're not just going through the motions, we're not just ticking a box called Sunday goes to church, but we're actually here being the church, that we're actually here on a mountaintop singing praises to our God, hoping to get as close as we can to Jesus and to his word and to his promises and his purposes for our lives. So God, would you bless us this morning as we aim for that and as we open your word together in Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. I want to add my welcome to Jason's for you this morning. It is great to be here with you, and it is great to be worshipping a great and powerful God alongside so many wonderful people. And, you know, we, we are at Gateway are one church in multiple locations. Redlands is just one location that uh, makes up a whole host of campuses that is Gateway Baptist Church. And we take this really seriously. We take what we do on a Sunday really seriously. We take church seriously, we take worship seriously, we take God seriously, and we take the Bible seriously. We believe that the Bible is true. We believe that the Bible is the inspired and the infallible Word of God. We believe that it is accurate, we believe that uh, it is applicable and authoritative uh, to who we are and what we do today. We take this seriously. We take the Bible and what it says seriously. And we take seriously what our mission statement says, which is that Jesus changes lives. We really believe that. We're not just here on a Sunday sort of throwing some stuff together so that people can come to church. We are actually really serious about what we believe. And that's why every Sunday, someone will stand up here and open the word with you, and with a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of grace, we'll hopefully help you understand more of who God is, more of the truth of who God is, and more of what he has for you. You know, we take this really seriously. And so I hope that you're with me on that this morning. Uh, And so if you are, we're gonna have a look at Psalm 107 this morning, which is the basis of the series that we're in at the moment called Stories. So if uh, you've got a Bible with you, turn with me to Psalm 107. It's whack bang in the middle of the Bible. Or if you have a device, all you have to do is click on Psalm and then 107. Psalm 107, I'm reading from verse 19 this morning, which says this. They cried to the Lord in their trouble. They, this is uh, the, the nation of Israel. We're talking about the nation of Israel who are God's chosen people in the Old Testament. That's who they is in this instance. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. 
Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Let them tell of his works with songs of joy. You know, one of the things that the psalmist and and, and the nation of Israel, as we read their narrative, their story in the Old Testament, just nail over and over and over again, is this idea that we are created to tell a story. And you know, we're in this series at the moment called Story, where we're encouraging each other and uh, and feeling the power and, and the boldness in sharing our story with others and how that will ultimately lead others and the world to Christ. And you know, the psalmists and, and the people of Israel, as we read their story over and over and over again, they understand that. They understand that they have been invited into an epic story. And we are a part of that story. And that's what this series is about. And that's what the psalmist is talking about when he or she says, let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. You see, what this psalmist understands is that we are a part of an epic unfolding story right now. And that story is God's story. You see, God has a story that started at some point and it just keeps going as the world keeps turning. And yes, our story is very, very important, but our story is just one part of that epic story. And what the psalmists do over and over and over again is they point to pieces of the story that really highlight who God is, that really highlight the glory of God. And what they do over and over again as they, as they experience brokenness, as they experience suffering, as they experience what seems like the end of who they are, what they point to, what they highlight, what they make sure they remember is the glory of God. And the way that they do that is that they point to creation. They point to creation over and over and over again, we see particularly in the Psalms. The Psalmists speak of the glory of God in how they witness, experience, and see creation. That's the story. That's a part of the story. And you see, the thing about creation is that it tells you something about the creator. You see, when you look at something that has been created, you will see something of the creator. That's just how it works. To illustrate this, I'm gonna show you some creations of my creations. This is artwork from my children. So this is, uh, something's gonna come on the screen. This is by Henry, Henry III. And um, we ask him what, what his pictures and that are about, and he tells us, and we write it on the, on the top. So it says, um, it's Coonahan Street, that's our street, that's where we live. Um, it's my house, I made a gate for Macca. Macca's our dog. So this is Henry's creation. What does it tell you about Henry? Well, it tells you that he's pretty good at gluing. Not, not much of that stuff has fallen off at this point. It tells you that he loves color. He's chosen a whole heap of different colors to put on uh, his picture. It tells you that he loves his dog because he's made sure there's a gate for him to get in and out of his house. It tells you something of the creator. It tells you a little bit about who Henry is by what he has created. So to keep things fair, I wanna show you something that my other child created. Here's a photo of him. Yeah, he's three months, so he creates a lot of vomit. 
I, I thought about taking a photo of one of his nappies, but I thought that might have been inappropriate for a Sunday. He doesn't create a lot, but, uh, but what does this tell you about Oliver? It tells you that he is well-fed, that he hates tummy time, and that he doesn't care what kind of mess is on his face. See, the creation tells you something about the creator. And so if you think about your story, If you think about the life that you have lived, the life that you are living, the life that you are experiencing, as a creation of the almighty creator, you are telling a story of him. Your life is like a worship song to God, or is it? You see, God has an epic story unfolding around us right now. And creation has been created to share that story. There is a drama unfolding around us all the time. It's the greatest story ever told. It's the story of God, the story of God. God is before all things. He is through all things. He is in all things. He is about all things. All things are about God. The earth is about him. The heavens are about him. The stars and the sun and the moon are about him. You are about him, I am about him, this church is about him, the Bible is about him. All things are about God. God is not just the center of our universe, he is our universe. Everything is about God. God is the author of all things. He is the originator of all things. All things came from God. You see, the story of God doesn't start in Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is a story God wrote called, I'm gonna create the world. God has always been. There is no beginning to God's story. And if that hurts your brain, join the club. That's just how God works. God is about everything and everything is about God. The stars, the sun, the moon, vegetation, animals, people, stories, life, everything that exists comes from God. He is the originator of all things. And his story is our story because we are created by him. And we are created, like every other piece of creation, to tell the story of God. You see, creation does a brilliant job of of telling the story of God. You know, Jesus, as he's walking into Jerusalem in Luke chapter 19, he's coming as king and he's on a donkey, you might have uh, read the story or heard the story of the triumphant entry. And as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem as king, the people who have been waiting for their king for centuries, they start to yell stuff out. They start to call on the psalmist that they've memorized. And they start to shout out praises to Jesus' name and shout out how amazing he is and the glory of God. They start to shout things out and somebody says to Jesus, a, a town official says to Jesus, Jesus, hush them. Keep them quiet, keep them under control. And Jesus replies, in verse 40 he says, if they keep quiet, the rocks will cry out. You see, what Jesus is saying is that we are created to tell the story of God. We are created to shout praises from the rooftops of the God that created us. And you know what does a great job of that? Creation, rocks. Trees, the ocean, the stars, the galaxies, the planets, the sun, animals, science. It all does this incredible job of shouting praises to God. 
But God created the pinnacle of his creation to be man and to be woman. And it is our purpose to shout praises to our creator. You see, creation gets it. And if we don't do it, then creation does it for us. They just, it just can't help us. It just can't help itself. It has to do it. You know, no one actually understands the glory of creation more or differently to my husband, Michael. Michael um, is a hematologist, pathologist, and molecular biologist. That's a lot of ologists, I know. And I know you're thinking that sounds really impressive, and it is, but it'd be more impressive if he just emptied the dishwasher more frequently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be way more impressive. No, I'm kidding, he's really good. Or not really. I mean, it's full right now, babe, just saying. So Michael is a, a hematologist, pathologist, molecular biologist, and he has this incredible view of creation that is unique. It's not like what you and I uh, get to witness creation. You see, because Michael spends probably 90% of his time looking at life, looking at creation through a microscope. And, and the way, it, it's incredible to see a man of faith, a man who believes that God created all things, Put that together with what he sees under the microscope, this unseen world that God has created, and what that does to Michael's faith, how that changes the way that he sees the world and the way that he sees who God is. And so I went to Michael and I said, Michael, tell me something about what you see that we don't see. And he got so excited and started rattling off a thousand different things. And I reckon I could get him up here now and he could talk all day about some of the incredible things that God has created within the human body. But I'm just gonna show you uh, uh, one, because we don't have all day, and look, to be honest, I didn't understand half of it. So I'm gonna show you one thing that I did understand. A video is gonna come up on the screen. I'm gonna attempt to explain it. What we're looking at here is blood. So those round things are red blood cells, very important, they, that's what carries oxygen around our body. And that big dugon-looking thing in the middle, that's a white blood cell, and that's the star of our show. And uh, you'll see that white blood cell is chasing a little crumb, looks like a little jack's crumb, and that is bacteria. And the white blood cell's job is to chase that bacteria down and eat it. And that will save you from illness and infection. It'll save you from getting really sick, even death. That white blood cell, that's what its job is. It chases down bacteria, it eats it, and it consumes it so that you don't have to be affected by the bacteria. That's what, that, that's what its job is. It has just saved you. That is happening in you right now. There are white blood cells in you right now attacking bacteria so that you can be here, so that you can live a life of health, so that you can be healthy, so that you aren't infected, so that you aren't sick, so that you aren't dead. And what's amazing about that is that that one white blood cell is part of a family of 50 million white blood cells in your body right now. What's even more amazing than that is that those white blood cells are a part of a family of over 100 trillion cells that make up the human body. And see, when I talk to Michael about this, he says, can't you see how I look at that stuff and think, man, this didn't just come together by chance. There is a designer behind this. There is intelligent design behind this. Somebody, God, has actually thought about bacteria, something that you never think about, you hardly even wash your hands. <laughs> but God, the originator, 
has thought about bacteria, and not just any bacteria, all sorts of different bacteria, bacteria that exists now in 2019 that is attacking your body. And he created white blood cells so that you could be healthy. Michael's getting all excited. And I said, yeah, it is really exciting, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, can't you see? Can't you see why this is so good? And I'm like, yeah. And God created dugons as well, which means I can talk about that on Sunday. And Michael went, yeah, okay, well, sure. (laughs) What does it tell you about the creator? It tells you that he's intelligent. You know, how often do you pray? I know I'm guilty of this. And I try to tell God what I need him to do. But God's way smarter than me. God is intelligent. God is before us. God has thought about what we need before we even need it. God has given us the things that we need that we don't even think we need, that we don't even know we need. There is stuff going on in our bodies right now that scientists haven't discovered. What does it tell us about the creator? It tells us that he's intelligent, that he's in this, that he knows what we need before we even need it. Some of you are sitting there right now and your head's going nuts, thinking about all the different things that the human body does and how great God is for giving us these incredible bodies to live in. And some of you are sitting next to those people thinking, what does a dugon look like again? (laughs) So maybe this one will resonate with you a little bit more. Another picture's gonna come up on the screen. This is a a drawing by a friend, uh, a good friend of mine, Kate. Kate is an incredible artist. If you've been to my house, you would have seen some of her work on my walls. Um, And she is always working on her craft. She's always practicing, always trying new things, always working on little things so that she can tweak um, her artistic drive and tweak her ability. And uh, this is actually a practice piece. So she was working on detail. She uh, she prefers drawing. She does a whole heap of different type of art, uh, but she really prefers drawing. Um, And she's been working on detail. She's been working on how to get detail into what she does. And um, so she told me that this took two days for her to draw, and she was working so so diligently on the detail that she had a migraine afterwards because she was focusing so much on the detail. It's an eagle's talon, and I think it's pretty impressive. I don't know about you. I think that's pretty impressive. The thing is, Kate's a fraud. I mean, I don't want to blow anyone's mind here, but all artists are frauds. Kate didn't invent that. You know, all, all the artists that you've ever heard of are frauds. Monet, a fraud. Da Vinci, a fraud. I don't, I don't want to upset anybody here, but Van Gogh is a massive fraud. Suzanne, fraud. Uh, even our beloved Arndo, <laughs> massive fraud. They're all frauds. Next time you're walking through an art gallery in Europe and you're impressed by the artwork, think to yourself, these guys have ripped this off. Because they are not the originators of what they painted. Kate didn't invent eagle talons. She's ripped that off God. God invented eagle talons. God didn't just invent eagle talons, he invented eagles. And this took two days of painstakingly headache-inducing work for Kate. God went, eagles, and boom, there were eagles. He didn't even need a rest for a few days. You see, God is the originator of these things. God invented eagles. God created eagles and eagles. What a beast. They can weigh up to seven kilos. They can fly through the air at more than 65 Ks an hour. They're majestic. 
They're powerful. They speak of God's majesty. They speak of God's power and strength. God created eagles. And they tell us something about the creator. One more. This is uh, my personal preference. I, um, I love trees. I uh, stink and go nuts for trees. And um, I love them. And uh, a few years ago, a number of years ago now, Michael and I went on a holiday to North Queensland and uh, went and spent some time in the Atherton Tablelands. And uh, that is where you can see some of the most incredible trees in the world. In fact, I'm such a tree nerd that I found a tree map and we spent a whole day of our holiday driving from tree to tree to tree to tree so that I could like, look at these trees and take photos of these trees. And just a side note, if you're single or dating somebody or you know, just the young people in the room for a minute, um, if you find someone who's willing to give up a day of his holiday driving you from tree to tree to tree and hold your camera equipment, you should lock that down. <laughs> That's true love right there. That's true love right there. I love trees, I stinking love trees. And uh, in the Atherton Tablelands at a place called Lake Boreen, you can see the twin cowrie pines. Anyone seen the twin cowrie pines? Oh, well, that, you need to put that on your list. It's amazing. Uh, some of you are like, well, it's a tree. No, these things are incredible. They call them the twin cowrie pines because there's two that are quite uh, similar sizes, and so they think they're the same age. They're probably about 1,000 years old. They, are, they go 50 metres above the rainforest canopy. Their uh, trunks are 2.7 metres in diameter. These are beasts. They're incredible. And as I, I tried to take a photo of them, and it was really difficult. I think I ended up lying on the rainforest floor trying to get the scale of these things. They are incredible. And when I look at these trees, when I look up at these Monsters of the rainforest. I can't help but think, how big is God? You know, a bird one day flew across, dropped two seeds, and now boom, we've got this. God has created these incredible things, and they are singing a symphony of praise to their creator. They can't help it. It's just what they are. You know, we have been created to sing a song of worship to God. And I want to invite you this morning to join in with creation, to join in with what God has created and sing a song of worship with your story. Creation is telling an incredible story of God, a God who is intelligent, a God who is in the details, a God who shows his power and his majesty and his strength and his sovereignty. Creation is telling that story. Creation is telling a story of a God who is just ridiculously inconceivable. And yet, he is personal. He is for us. He is with us. He is walking alongside us. He is in front of us and beside us and behind us at all times. What an incredible God. The scriptures say, praise him, sun and moon and stars above. And you know, sometimes we walk through creation and we think, wow, this is amazing. Look at those trees. 
isn't it awesome that God has created that for me? But that's not why God created all of creation. The scriptures say, as I said, praise him, sun and moon and stars. You see, the sun and the moon and the stars are not up there singing, Kath is amazing. No, 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 no. Creation was created to sing praises of God, for God, to God. You know, God created it all. He created it all. It's singing a song, a song that tells a story. The heavens are telling the glory of God and their expanse declares the work of his hands. The trees of the field clap their hands. The mountains breathe forth with songs of joy. Every ocean wave is affirmation of his praise. Every bird that sings is an echo of his heart. All of creation, the raging sun, the universe beyond, it's all giving glory to the one who made it. It's all giving glory to the one the story is about. Creation knows it's not about creation. Creation knows it's about the creator. And every day it pours forth praise. Creation is singing a song, a song that tells the story of God. God created all things. He separated the dark from the light, the sky from the sea, vegetation, birds of the sky, fish of the ocean, all the created animals. He made the stars in the sky, the host of the universe. He put galaxies in place. He put the universe that is beyond our understanding in place. And in the seven-day creation story, on the sixth day, late on the sixth day, he scoops up some dust and he breathes life into it and he creates man. And as Adam is standing before his creator, looking into his eyes, God must have said, welcome to my story. You see, we have been created to tell the story of God. We have been created to sing a song of praise to God. You know, when God looks at you, He sees a worship song. When God looks at your life, at your story, and and how you're living, he sees the pinnacle of his creation. You are not just another speck on this earth. You are the pinnacle of God's creation. You see, God created the whole world, and then late on the sixth day, he brought man and woman into the story. And we have been created to tell the story of the majesty of God. Creation tells the story of its creator. What's your story? And how do you let it shine light on your creator? How does your life, your story, sing a song of praise to God in heaven? Are you singing the same song as the trees and the stars and the birds and the ocean? You know, one of my favorite psalms, I'm gonna get the band up. One of, the fa- one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 96, and it says this in verse one. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. 
sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And then when you skip down to verse 11, it says, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his faithfulness. We are a part of creation. And if we don't tell the story of God, if we don't use our story, the ups and the downs, the mountaintops and the valleys, the pieces of our story that we hate sharing, the pieces of our story that we wish we could erase, the pieces of our story that are so filled with joy that we still cry years and years later telling that piece. If we don't walk through life understanding that our life is a worship song to God, then are we really living the way that we were created to? You see, God is massive. He is beyond our understanding. I could stand here all day and speak of the detail that He has put into creation, the vastness of this world, the, 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 complete and, the complete and utter beyond our understanding that this universe holds, the mystery of who God is, is all in creation. And it's up to us to tell the story to the world of that God as we walk through life. Don't you want your life to be a worship song to God? Who are you worshiping? Is your story about you or is your story about God? Because I reckon it makes it easier to share if it's actually about God. You see, everything that you are, everything that you have experienced, all of the things that are in your life, all of the things that are in your story, they all point to Jesus. They all point to God. And God is incredible, amen? God is powerful, amen? God is sovereign, amen? And God is personal. So this morning, why don't you consider what it looks like to join in with creation in worshiping Him, in singing praises from the mountaintops of Him. And we're gonna do that this morning. I've intentionally invited the band up a little bit earlier so that we can spend some time in worship. So why don't you stand with me as the, the band gets ready to do that. And then I'm gonna pray and I, and I wanna encourage you, this is your response. There is no come down the front and be prayed for this morning. That, that, that opportunity will exist later. But there is no response this morning except to worship except to sing praises to His name, except to sing praises to the originator and the author of all things. So I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna sing and I wanna encourage you, this is a moment for us. This is a moment for us to join with the rocks, to join with the trees, to join with the white blood cells, to join with the eagles in worshiping a great and powerful God. So let's pray. Father God, we thank You that you are who you are, that we stand here this morning knowing that you are real, that you are alive, and that you are huge. 
And God, we wanna sing praises to you in this place this morning. We wanna lift your name high in this place this morning. And God, as we worship, I pray that your spirit would be so on fire in this place that we would be connected to all of creation. We would be connected to the trees and the rocks and the stars and the galaxies and the ocean and the animals. God, that we would have a sense of your vastness, of your bigness and of your love for us as your church and as your children. So God, bless us in this moment and may you be blessed in this moment as we join in creation, as we join in with creation to sing praises to the name above all names, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.